Festi fam, the time is now. Festival Gores unite. Welcome to the Festi Files, where we put the spotlight on all the beautiful people that bring the festival experience to life. So my name is Desmond Beristain. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Festi, the Festival Smart Band. And today we are going to talk about something that I feel it connects every single festival goer, um, sharing experiences. Right, so this person has traveled all around the world, attended a ton of festivals with a camera, with one camera, and has captured many epic moments. Um, and these are the moments that, that we cherish. These are the, the epic moments frozen in time. When you go on your blog, you see that there, and there is a story behind it. So today gives me, you know, with honor and pleasure to introduce Keiki Lonnie Knudsen. What's up? Knudsen. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going all right, going all right. You know, at home, got the nice setup here, trying to stay positive amidst, you know, these current circumstances, um, this festival season that we were all looking forward to. But you know what? Nonetheless, it's a way to stay connected. Um, there is a way to do that, and there's still a lot of positivity that we as festival goers should be, you know, putting out there because we're all in this together. So how are, how are you? I'm good. Just taking it day by day. You know, it's definitely different. My dog's kind of wondering when I'm going to leave again. You know, he's kind of tired of me. But other than that, it's just taking it day by day, trying to figure out how to stay creative, I guess. Because, you know, it's so easy to just sit there and like binge on Netflix or Hulu and everything and then be like, no. I want to make something. I just need to make anything at this point. Like the other day, I just sat in the backyard and took pictures of flowers. Yeah. But, you know, just got to do what I can. And then like right now, I've been, I opened up a print shop last night. And so I'm like looking back at all the photos and I'm like, man, I miss everybody. Like, Yeah, that's true. Time. That's true. Well, that's awesome that you're already like being proactive. I mean, finding a way, right? Everyone should yeah. try to, Find a way to be somewhat proactive, whether it's going in your backyard, taking photos of images, which that's like honing in on your craft, right? Yeah, it's just practice, essentially. Yeah. It's motor skills and just remembering it and taking it a little bit slower, I guess, to realize what I like and how I want to go from here. Cool, cool. And then um, you mentioned the print shop, so maybe you just tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so... I created a print shop on one of my websites that I used and essentially it was just to give someone something. There's a lot of people that are at home right now. A lot of my friends that are looking for art. A lot of my other friends that are photographers have also opened print shops. So I'm looking at it as a good way to get new art and then supporting like local artists and helping out friends. Like I know times are like really hard right now. And so for me, it's like, I've already got, two orders which were which meant a lot because it's they were a little bit pricier and it was nice to see that people are supportive and doing what they can to help their friends and other artists around here too most definitely i think uh creativity is at an all-time high because we kind of we have to right so mm -hmm. you're creative uh support local artists you know support them because everyone's going through something and um you know, it also gives us time to, like I said, look, look and reflect inwards, but then also, 
yeah, and look back at our own journey. So yeah. let's talk about your journey. I mean, I, I've known you. I've heard about you all these years. <laughs> I feel like I've known you because I hear about you. Like, Katie's here. Katie's here. Katie's doing this. Yeah. Over the years, it's just like, damn, like, she's killing it. But at the same time, it's like hearing that. Like, first it was like, oh, she's doing and you'd still do right local spots, but then it was like, oh, this big spot, oh, this big spot, oh, this artist, this artist. So yeah. congratulations for like just progressing, moving forward, staying focused, and maybe just talk about your journey from like when you decided I want to be a photographer and I want to do it in this music industry, music festival space. Oh gosh. So in high school, I took photography. It was an elective course, and it was just one of those things where I had just moved back to Hawaii, and they got rid of the program before that, so they were bringing the program back. It was supposed to be for the upperclassmen, essentially, and somehow I got in. I don't know how. <laughs> I even failed my first semester because of some other issues that were going on just because I was being late and stuff in high school. Um, Took that for like four years and just kind of fell in love with it. We did a lot more analog stuff, which is like film, developing, like pinhole cameras, just very like basic get to know the art of photography. I wanted to do it, but my parents didn't want me to take part in this career. They, you know, how parents are, they want you to do something different. They don't really understand like the art aspect. And then eventually, I think it was a year into college I would just kind of did a complete 180 on my life and then dipped out on school and then ended up moving to California and deciding on taking a couple uh, community college classes. One of them was photo which was just a film and darkroom class and a basic photography class everything that I had already learned in high school so I was just kind of in class and then I found the art institutes which don't exist anymore <laughs> but found the art institutes and then decided to just go to school there and just get a degree in anything essentially because I just I was bored in school and I just knew that I wanted to do photo so I kind of pursued that for the two years of college where then I ended up getting my bachelor's um, and just kind of went with it after that like obviously after college I kind of had a little bit more free time so on the festivals that would let me bring in a camera like lightning in a bottle or dirty bird camp out because they don't have those restrictions i started doing that and then reached out to brands and made friends with different brands within the scene that are like small businesses locally owned like festival wear kind of vendors and stuff like that and then just from there it just kind of kept going wow wow that's awesome so many reasons um Super inspiring because you knew what you wanted to do for, for pretty much, well, once you decided, you're like, I'm doing it. Uh, it might lead me to, I might have to go live somewhere else. Um, I might have to, it's an unconventional road. People might not agree with what I'm doing, but I know I'm, I'm doing it. And then to get to a level like in the beginning where maybe you're just working with brands, working with them and then try, just trying to grow. So what kept you going throughout these times? I mean, you seem like you were hustling. That's a big part and staying focused. Was it just saying like, I know what, that I want to get to this festival or just being immersed in the total crowd um, itself? I feel like it was just more of my love for it essentially. So the way that I kind of like approach my photography with like festival documentation in general is I've been a festival attender since 2013 or 2014 and 
I wanted to capture those same moments, those feelings, you know, like those small candid moments of people or good stage design or anything like that. And so I just kind of went with that, if that makes sense. Like I started kind of in the surf industry more so. I worked at Volcom. I did their catalog and stuff for about two years through an internship and then kind of swapped again while I was doing that and then I was still going to festivals and stuff at that same time and I just kept wanting to go and do that I've known for a while though that I've wanted to keep going yeah. I just didn't really know where and then it kind of led me here yeah so, yeah no, hey you uh you went with the flow you knew what you you knew what direction and then you kind of yeah. didn't go against that tide you were just like nope I'm going this direction let's see where it takes me and then there you are going to music festivals. So talk about like, first off, um, all the epic, maybe you can name some, I think you already mentioned a couple, Lightning in the Bottle, um, other festivals that you've been able to attend because of photography and how that feels. I mean, you're, you're literally traveling the world with your camera. I mean, tell, talk about that feeling. And then just like, I'm sure there were some epic moments where you're like, damn, I'm actually taking photos of this artist or I met this person. It's like, yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean, so I grew up as a military brat, so we lived in Japan and traveled a lot. And then getting into this aspect and being able to travel, it's been really crazy in the sense. Like last year, I started a lot of like international travel, starting with EDC Japan and like EDC Mexico. And then we went to Orlando and did that and then ended up ending the year going to Korea and China, which was crazy. It's just, it's not something that I ever imagined I would be doing with my photography. Not that I didn't have like hopes and dreams of traveling, but I just didn't know that I would end up making it that way with like festivals and my photography. Like, yeah, I think one of the biggest moments was last year going into EDC Japan. So that marked the 10 year anniversary of moving back to the States for me. So it had been 10 years since I'd been to Japan and going there and being on that trip and wow. like re-experiencing a lot of the places that I went to as a kid. Like I pretty much hung out in Japan by myself for like two, three days. Cause I went out there early nice. and just kind of reconnected with what I wanted to do. And so it just kind of all kind of fell into place last year. So. Wow. That, yeah, that must be a feeling like I've traveled to Japan and it's amazing but to to live there and then leave and then come back because yeah. of work and then it's like that that's such a surreal feeling it, a, must be, yeah. it must have felt really good though right that's a huge it accomplishment did. it felt really good I was really anxious you know it's like one of those things where traveling for longer periods of times does kind of take a toll on you just because you don't know what's going to happen you're excited like you're gonna go see all these things and do all these things, but then you're like, wait, I'm like alone. <laughs> but it was just, it was such a surreal feeling and it's one of the best feelings that I've had, you know, like being able to have people that support and believe in my art in order to capture their events and being willing to take me to those places. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, and then talking about your art, I mean, I was just scrolling through your, your Instagram itself and it, there's like this, there's, there's a tone about it and, and it's just like, it, it just puts this feeling into me. I'm just like, man, like this is definitely kind of calculated. Like you look for 
what do you look for when you take your photos and what emotion do you look to invoke when you take your photos? I just try to capture moments of people exploring and chasing their bliss, if that makes sense. Like for me, I kind of look at it as the aspect of if I was a festival attendee and someone got this killer photo of me, I would want to see it. Yeah. So I do like my best to like capture those moments because I know how it feels, you know, like when you're listening to that song that just the DJ played it and you're like, oh my God, this is my song. Or you see your friend or you and your friend are just having a really good time. Like, I don't know if you've been to Holy Ship, but like I went to Holy Ship this year and that was like the epitome of everything that I wanted to capture as a festival photographer. Just people were so hyped, so excited. And it's just, it's one of those things where, when you take into account how much people spend mm -hmm. on going to festivals and getting their friends together and taking the time off, for me, it's one of those things where I want to document those tangible moments or those intangible moments and make them tangible for someone to see and look back on and be like, wow, that was a really good time. Like, where's the time gone? Like, let's do that again kind of feeling. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I've heard about holy ship. I've heard about friendship and you know, it's just interesting, obviously, with what's going on right now. Um, but before that, where the festival, festival industry and festival community, where everything's been heading, like you're on a ship now and you're not just there with one artist, you're there with hundreds of artists and then yeah. hundreds of people. And it's just like the intermingling. So with all that happening, right, <laughs> that seems like so much happening in one moment in like one place. How do you kind of make sure you stay in the zone? Because I've mentioned it. I've ran into you at events and it's like there she is it's like all right go get your 10 seconds in because she stays focused she gets those images and i mean that's pretty much what it takes i'm sure because you gotta have that we're calling it that bestie discipline right when you're there where you understand that you're part of it you don't want to overindulge but you make sure you take care of business too right yeah um i mean essentially my biggest thing is just staying focused and balancing out my time um, I've started kind of doing a different thing with like my workflow essentially when I'm shooting where I start rating images in camera. I know it like it sounds so <laughs> mundane, but doing that has just helped it make it so much more streamlined. So then I don't have to focus so much on when I go back into like the room to edit and import. I don't have to go search for those images. I can just pull them up and they're super easy to find because they're already rated. And then I just kind of take it day by day, you know, like at Holy Ship, I had a lot more freedom because it's four days yeah. or at this amazing resort like it was crazy and it was just kind of going about and chasing after what I know that my strongest skill sets are as well as taking part and just taking a moment to breathe it all in and realize like where I had finally gotten to yeah for sure yeah that's <laughs> super cool so let's say I'm at home right now right a lot of people are at home a lot of people are you know, exploring online, looking for stories. And I think this is truly an inspiring story. Let's say I want to become a photographer. I'm at home. I'm the, you know, the 15 or 16 year old kid. And I'm like, man, I want, I want to be a photographer. I want to go to these epic events. What kind of lay it out? What do you got to do? I'm sure everyone knows that ha, when they see someone where they're at to get to that point, it wasn't just snap of the fingers. It wasn't just like, oh, I'll put in one hour a week kind of talk about that journey and how, uh, yeah, if they're going to get in on this business, what are some tips that you need to know and be ready to sacrifice for? 
Um, so number one thing is there is no surefire way into this industry, right? For example, with my story, I went to Lightning in a Bottle in 2017, randomly met a group of girls, took a picture of them at one of the art installations. I was just photographing for myself. I wasn't, you know, I was just doing what I like to do um, and photographed them, found them on Instagram, sent them their images. And then that girl ended up working for hard events. And she asked if I wanted to work hard summer in 2018. And then that kind of led to this. So everyone has a different story. Um, I do recommend going out to your local events and stuff and spending time there. And if you reach out to people, you know, like practice your skills. Obviously, if you're in high school, get whatever camera that you have because it's whatever camera you have that's going to be the best camera. It's better than no camera. I spent about two, three years without an actual physical camera from, I think, 2014 to 2016. I didn't have a physical camera. A lot of my shoots, like when I was still in Hawaii, were on my iPhone 5, like, wow. or I borrowed a camera from people. And I just, I stayed motivated and positive that eventually it would work out. Um, in college, they let you rent cameras at my school that I went to. I know some other campuses and stuff. Obviously, right now it's a little bit harder. But if you can afford to rent a camera for a weekend or anything, just get to know whatever gear it is that you want to learn and just kind of practice. Like, if it's a film camera, film cameras are the best way to learn your, um, your techniques and how to work with light. And that's where you can really get to know your photography without being able to physically see it on an LCD screen right after. So go through that process, practice, um, and then just get to know people. Like you never know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet them, but you meet everyone at a specific time in your life when you're supposed to. Like you, there's no way to know, but there's just all these intermittent little chances that lead up to one thing, to the next thing, to the next. And then you find yourself in a spot like me and you're like, holy crap, I'm here. Like, how did I get here? And then when you look back, you see all the little synchronicities uh, yeah. that kind of lead into where you got to where you're at and how you got there. And like, and yeah. Wow. I think, the word that just sums it up is passion. You know what I mean? Be, pat be passionate about your craft. Be super curious. Always wanting to learn. Um, and just talking. Yeah. And then just, just yeah. talk about that. Don't be like, hey, guys, look at this uh, epic photo. I mean, it is epic. But I'm sure the whole cliche word, a picture says a thousand words, right? Yeah. So let your art do the talking for you, right? Exactly. And, you know, take whatever criticism you can from people. I know it's hard. A lot of people don't want to share their art with people. I'm even facing that dealing with whatever, you know, it's one of those, do I share it? Do I not share it? Do I share it? Like what, what's going on in my head, but eventually you have to kind of get out of that. And I need to take that advice a little bit more myself, but get out of that. Ask your friends, ask your family. If you even follow someone on like Twitter that follows you back or whatever, like see what they're doing and see if they can give you some criticism on your work. And it will really make you a better photographer and artist in general. Being able to take the hard criticisms, just know it's not you they're talking about. It's talking about the actual piece of work in front of them. Wow. Yeah. That, 
that's definitely kind of, you got to put your ego to the side and just want to learn. Right. So it seems yeah. like coming at it from an angle of, I want to learn. And then you mentioned like, there's always going to be a better camera out there. There's always going to be something yeah. that you could have done better, but you know, use what you can use what you have an iPhone five. I feel like that's amazing. You're just like, you know what? I have my phone. There's a moment right there. Let's start there and just yeah. keep on building up. I mean, today too, even like iPhones, they have like, I got the 11 Max Pro now, yeah. Yeah. and it's incredible to see what they can do. Like with my iPhone 5, I used to shoot in the water. I had a housing for it and everything, and I would take those images from my phone and then download them into Lightroom and edit. And so it's like no one can tell the difference. Like once you've processed it and everything, you might notice the difference when you print it a little bit. But other than that, like whatever tools you have is just the best tool versus having no tool. I'm seeing people even use FaceTime for their photo shoots right now because they're at home and they're just using that as an opportunity to take pictures too. So really right now there's no excuse. No excuses. Be resourceful. There, the resources are still there and you're just like a, a testament to, you know, what could happen if you just stay persistent and you know you didn't have it all drawn up you weren't like this is going to happen and this is going to happen we're all yeah. connected and just being ready i feel like you're staying ready even right now like you're going to the backyard taking photos you got the print shop you're staying ready because you might get a call and somehow it's, it's some gig or opportunity and yeah. you know just being ready um so let's talk about the industry right now kind of maybe you could shed some light on it um what are your thoughts and kind of what how can how can we support in your eyes how do you think we can support other artists creators of all levels i mean right now is a really good time to figure out even if you're not like a photographer or videographer or anything figure out what inspires you on people's feeds you know like sure it's nice to follow your friends that are from high school that you haven't talked to in like three four five months or years or whatever but you you have your phone it's literally right there with you all day you know curate something where you can look at stuff and art and people that inspire you you know like i follow a lot of people that i don't even know i don't even like i have a lot of people i follow that are like in russia that are taking really crazy insane photos can't read a word what they're saying on their captions but the photos speak enough for it for me so it's just if you have friends that are artists or you know artists, even if you're musicians or anything like that, supporting each other is gonna go a long way right now. Even like, I even told my friends with my print shop, you don't have to buy something, but if you share it, that's enough support. Yep. The fact that someone's willing to share it because you might share it and someone else might buy something. It's just one of those things where I might get, we might get a new follower or anything like that. Any kind of support is beneficial. Even if you send someone like a DM and like, hey, this photo that you posted was really, really cool. I really liked it. That's support. Like that's, that's enough to keep at least a lot of the creatives on a level headed point right now, because a lot of us don't, a lot of creatives kind of fluctuate between these good and bad days. You know, some days you want to create, create, create. And then other days you're like, I hate my art. I hate everything about it. And so getting those random affirmations from strangers or friends or anything is really like the best thing that you can do. Awesome. And it doesn't cost, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost yeah. a dollar. It just costs 
little bit of time, little positive vibes and check it out. Like for example, you know, um, I saw you had a photo. I, I'm a big Porter Robinson fan, virtual self fan. So anytime I see that, I'm like, wow, that's epic. And did you, did you catch God rays? Did you catch this? So, yeah. uh, he, he, that's, you know, we all have certain artists that like, man, like, I just want to meet that person. I want to hang out with that person, X, Y, Z. Um, but even him, even like virtual self, amazing production. There's a whole team of people, team of individuals collectively, uh, to bring this thing to life. Right. So, um, and, and that could even, yeah, that could even be, you know, someone in, in the crowd taking that photo so that people can see how epic the event is. So, um, in regards to that, do you have any stories? I would love to, you know, share a story of maybe an artist you met or something funny that happened at a festival and you're just like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's an epic story. I mean, for me, it's, I'm with you there on like the whole Porter Robinson thing, right? Like that's, that's my like favorite artist. Everyone knows it, you know, entirely. And so any chance that like one of the Insomniac festivals has him, I just kind of try to make sure that I'm at that set because that's the set that I want to be at. But when I first shot Hard Summer, I think it was that he was playing his virtual self. And I, it was like the first time that I had ever shot for Insomniac or anything. And so like I went to that set I wasn't supposed to be at that set. I was assigned somewhere else. I did what I needed to do at my set. And then I went over there and it's totally like, I still get really flustered when I meet people or anything. And I was at that point where I had like a bandana on and I just stood backstage and like, I couldn't go and approach him. Like I was just so like, I, <laughs> you know, and then it's like been a complete 180 since then. Like I haven't met him yet because I haven't had the opportunity, but at like, holy shit, for instance, I ran into Maddie on and that kind of like was one of those moments too, where I stood there for a little bit. It was like, the Chris Lake sunrise set. It was like 8 a.m. The set had already extended like an hour and I was getting ready to leave and I saw him walking down the beach and like I stood there and I was like, do I go say hi? Like, do I say something? Like, no, like, don't, like, don't do that. And I'm like, no, 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 just go. And so I went and introduced myself and was able to like share images that I had taken of him from his set the night before. Wow. And that was like a really, really good feeling. Like I was like, oh my God. And then after I was walking back to my room, I called Corey, my best friend, yeah. like freaking out. Wow. And so it's just one of those things where those kinds of moments still get to me. And it's like, I don't want that feeling to ever go away because I'm just so in love with like the scene and the music and the artists. And I know they're just people too. But <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like I've spent hours listening to your music and I get to meet you, you know? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's, the whole energy, I think you mentioned it, like the fact that we're still hyped, like we hear about this festival, we hear about this event. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even have to be there, just hearing about it or seeing a photo, right? Mm -hmm. If I didn't get to go to, like I see Desert Hearts a lot and then I always think of your photos, I swear. <laughs> like I literally am like, cause that's the first time I heard about the festival. It's like, what is this place? And it's like photos by I'm Cakey. I'm like, man, you know? So just like these moments and when you meet someone it's, it's like a surreal moment, um, but it just really has to do with the culture. I think that's why like this culture is, is awesome. They've you know, been able to jump on, uh, throwing on live streams and making things happen. But every single person, like anyone that attends a festival, you're part of the experience. So mm -hmm. that's why these photos are so like important, you know, it lets people know that. And, um, 
So yeah, thanks for doing that. I mean, it's, it's freaking okay. amazing. And uh, do you have any kind of a message for the community right now? Because like I said, people aren't at home. Um, you probably have fellow photographers, fellow friends that are creators uh, that aren't able to do what they, they maybe necessarily were intending on doing um, this season. But maybe you could just shed some light, positivity, and, and just kind of uh, words of wisdom right now, words of comfort as we all move forward together. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're all in it together. You know, like, it's not just me that's experiencing this or you that's experiencing this. It's everybody that's experiencing this right now, which is really crazy to think about in, like, the grand scheme of things. But just, you know, know that you're not alone. You can, now is even a really great time to reach out to friends or, you know, family members that you haven't talked to in a long time or reconnecting with people that you might have had an argument with or whatever anything to just like stay connected to people is going to be what's really good because at the end of this it's going to be more of a collective group of conscious people that are aware like okay like this doesn't just affect me this affects you 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 know and just being aware of those things and remembering like okay sure for instance, for me, it's like this is something that really greatly affected me. You know, it put a lot of plans on hold. You know, I was going to buy a house and everything. Everything just kind of was like, nope, stop. Like, nothing's yeah. happening anymore. And then just understanding, like, it's not just me that's experiencing this. Although the time is hard and it's frustrating and disappointing, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to not know what's next. It's okay to, you know, if you want to stay at home well, you have to stay at home. If you want to be at home and wallow in your pity, you can. You're allowed to feel all the emotions that you're feeling, but also try to see the and everything of why this is happening and how it's going to inherently change you and the rest of your community and the rest of the world after this is done. You know, you're seeing a lot of connectedness now. Like in Italy, Italy everyone is doing the... <laughs> what's it called, the videos on their balcony, they're playing yeah. music, like trying to just do something together because like, okay, you went from being able to see multiple people a day to being stuck with whoever is right here with you. And I feel like that's a really good premise to remind you to always be present in doing who you're with, you know? For sure. Wow. Thank you. That that sums it up right there. You know, it's okay to feel certain emotions. I understand that. But you know what? That spirit lives within all of us. You know, the festival spirit lives within all of us. And um, if you see someone having a bad day or like you mentioned, if, if you're, there's something in the past that you're like, you know what? That's not that serious. I, I'm going to call this person and say, you know what? Let's move past it. Just things like that. A friend. Hey, how are you? Um, hang in there. Uh, other creators love your work. This is a time that maybe you could reach out. Someone you always listen to, you know what, this time I'm gonna send them something and just say, hey, thank you for helping me through X, Y, Z time of my life. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. And kind of what do you see the, the future of the music industry going? I mean, I'm sure you're just excited to get right back out there. Um, so yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure we could find a way. We're gonna find a way through this. We're all gonna find a way forward. Um, and things may not be the same, but the spirit should remain the same. Like that's why people go to festivals for yeah. those moments, for that epic positivity, for the journey that that the whole festival, festival is. is. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I feel like it's going to be a stronger sense of community. I hope, I hope beyond anything that people will get it through their heads. Leaving no trace is important, especially now, you know, like picking up after trash. I hope that that's something that kind of reminds people, you know, because obviously there are a lot of people that like to go to festivals and just want to go to party and, you know, but then there's a whole group of people that are there supporting the community that it is, you know, like you see all these different events, like smaller events that are curating things for a community-based entity. And it's like, we're all here for the same exact reasons. You might like a different artist than I do, but we're all in this together. And if we want to keep going forward, we have to keep being positive and doing, you know, acts of kindness and things like that to keep it going and showing our support, like with these live streams, you know, there's so many ways to access and be there for our artists that we love, you know, like you hear about it every day. A lot of the artists go through major depression because it's this constant battle between is it good enough? Is it not good enough? You know, will people like it? And it's one of those things where it's like, it's art, just art is supposed to make you feel something, you know, it could be good. It could be bad. That's art, you know, and there's people that are, there's people that are diehard fans that want to support. And so it's just keep being a community, keep supporting each other and being there for each other. Even if it means retweeting an artist's song or anything or saving it or even buying it off of iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify, whatever you want to do, like those little bits of support help in every little bit of way, whether you think it does or doesn't, it does make a difference. For sure. And you mentioned like, take a little time to reflect on your festival journey. Like everyone should do this. And then think about like, you know what? what can I implement to, to be more positive moving forward? Like when I say that, I mean, literally you mentioned it, you go to events and sometimes there's trash everywhere, right? I get it. There's a hundred thousand people in one location, but maybe we can make sure not to litter. You know, maybe we can make sure, let me, let me find a trash can. Um, if I'm going through the crowd, I bump into somebody, let me say, excuse me, sorry. You know, little things that we could do guys, everyone in the community should take this time to reflect and be like, you know what? Once festivals start going up again, events, once everyone can start getting out, not only am I going to be, you know, co uh, conscious of the trail I leave behind, but I'm, I'm going to step things up another notch, right? There's another level that we can all ascend to together. So for sure. Um, so, so Keiki, how can we find you? How can we support you? You know, drop the IGs, websites, and the projects, because uh, we definitely want to support um i mean i do have my instagram which is i'm keiki um it's i m k e i k i essentially everything that i do is kind of linked through that um if you go to my instagram there's a link in my bio that takes you to like my print shop my website is just i'm keiki.com so really even if you just want to follow or share some photos or anything like my DMs are open for people too. If they see something that they like on my feed and they want like a background or something, they can hit me up. Like I'm willing to do really anything to help people feel better right now, essentially, you know, like I'm thankful that I don't have as much of a financial strain as some other people do. So it's not like about the money for me right now. It's more so just getting art to people. Most deaf, most deaf. Awesome, well there it is. Bestie Files wrapping things up. Keiki Lonnie Knudsen, a.k.a. I am Keiki, photographer spectacular, I must say. Thanks again for jumping on. Peace, love, unity, respect. And, uh, you know, see you soon, whether it's virtually 
or at a festival. Okay. You too. <laughs> Thank care. you for having me. For sure. All right, guys. Peace out. Bye.